Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome to this week's Must Hear Music podcast. Uh, I was just talking to, well, here, let me say, I'm here with Erica Ramirez. Hi. As well as Jason Lipschutz. Hey, man. Uh, I just wanted to extend my regrets. 20 minutes before we started doing this, I realized we should have a Halloween-themed episode. We don't, uh, uh, you know, maybe someone can make some ghostly noises well, what's funny during the to, I, I should mention to our listeners that on Saturday night, I did have a Halloween-themed karaoke party. That's true. Yeah, you stay playing Which that you party. were both invited to. And neither of you showed I up. Not have, I, <laughs> I did not have a Halloween costume. I don't know how to beat my last last year's costume, which was uh, Selena. So I don't know. And I have to say it in Spanish, yes. So I don't know how <laughs> to beat that costume. So I just like didn't even try. Well, someone showed up with just a hat on. And that was his, <laughs> that was, he was like, yeah, I'm broke. I don't, I can't afford a costume. Oh, that's good. So, I, um, I wish I would have gone. I, I have an excuse I can't share on a podcast. So this is like, this is basically like the. Not suitable ooh, for words. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, no, that was the, I mean, this is the must hear music uh, podcast. And this Saturday was the must hurt Jason <laughs> must hurt Jason. Session. Anyway. Anyways, uh, next one. Hey, was there any <laughs> birthday? You know. Yeah, one, that's true. You were there on my birthday. One out of two. Let's do. A, you know, we'll just keep that in mind for Thanksgiving and Christmas to have. Thanksgiving do people themed. do Thanksgiving themed karaoke? I don't know. But like I was talking more about the podcast. Oh, the podcast. Yeah. Sure. Uh, like whatever about Jason's right. The songs we're thankful for. All right, we'll we'll get we'll get at least one of the <laughs> holiday themed podcasts. Don't yeah. worry. Um, all right. Well, let's. I'm such a hater. Okay, keep going. Let's jump in. Let's talk about the new. Uh, Iggy Azalea song featuring The Moo. It's called Beg For It. And we're going to switch it up a little bit this week. Let's listen to it and then we'll chat about it. So here is Iggy featuring Moo, Beg For It. All right, that was Iggy Azalea and Moo doing Beg For It. That was a track they did on SNL over the weekend. Not terribly well received. There were technical difficulties and so on and so forth. But regardless, let's let's address the quality of the song, not the lackluster SNL performance. So, Jason, this is one of your picks. What do you yeah, think about this? Yeah, so I just wanted to kind of talk about this song. Not, I'm not a big fan of the song, but I wanted to see what you guys thought of it. I mean, this is kind of the 
follow-up to Black Widow, which has been a huge hit. Um, before that was Fancy. This doesn't sound like it's going to be a huge hit to me. And although I really like the hook, and I'm a big fan of Moo. We talked a couple weeks ago about One More, her song with Elephant, and I love that song. Great song. And yeah, it's great. And I really hope that someone named Moo with like it's for those listening again we we always have to say it's m with the o through with a slash through it very ungoogleable so, very ungoogleable but she's great she's a danish singer songwriter and she has some great music out and I, I think i still think one more is her best song but i'm really surprised and happy that iggy kind of tapped her for this song which is a single on the new the new, the new new classic. classic. The new 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 classic. Reclassified. The, no, 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 no. <laughs> it should have been called reclassified right. or something. Somebody on Twitter made the joke that it should have been called Second Things Second. <laughs> and I really like that. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Erica had no time for that joke. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, the, I think the problem with the song is Iggy herself. And we just have kind of heard everything before that she says on this song like it's the same kind of you know bragging and and kind of boasting that she did on fancy but where fancy had a lot no matter what you think of fancy it had some lines that kind of stick with you and like obviously the first line and and like going on with uh like the rooftop bringing 88 back like it just had lines that are memorable this does not i feel like like i just don't think the similes really work that well She's like, it's it's like it's almost like some of the writing is just kind of lazy to me. Like it's there was just a line that's like uh, wearing all gold like I'm Trinidad James. Like it's like all right, like, all right yeah, I could have I could have come up with You're that. You're one you're late, Iggy. Yeah. And like it, it's just like, I don't know, like in the convertible, where's the ceiling? Like I just like it, like I, I that don't know. That is how just, a convertible works. That is, <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's true. And yeah, I just I, I don't know. I, I I I this song is kind of disheartening because for a song with a nice hook from someone I'm excited about, I think the verses are kind of lackluster. What what do you guys think? Um, I well, Joe and I were talking offline on how this feels kind of formulated. Like it feels like they just wanted to rework fancy and do it all over again like throw a singer yeah. in the hook and it, it kind of sounds the same as far as like the the formula of it all which is why i really don't really appreciate it but then again like i didn't think that black widow was going to be as huge as it is so maybe this being as catchy somewhat as fancy it might actually work to her advantage but i personally think that they just kind of threw it all together in order to have another hit like fancy so that's why i can't really appreciate it Right. I mean, I think, yeah, the production is not half as memorable as Fancy, but I agree, as Erica mentioned, uh, Moo singing this is very, very much reminds me of Charlie XCX on Fancy, because you've got the singer who's got this kind of sugary voice, but still a really spirited, spunky delivery, and she's kind of like drawing out every syllable. So I guess in the sense that people liked Fancy a lot, like maybe they'll like fancy lights i guess i mean like i'm saying it doesn't sound yeah. like fancy but it's just fancy the, the construct is very similar fancy so again. i legitimately have no idea if this will be a hit like i didn't think black widow was gonna have the staying power that it did obviously people have really uh yeah. attached themselves to that so 
who really knows? Yeah. I guess all we can say is none of us are terribly I just, impressed with I feel with like it. this is the first time that, and I'm, again, like, not a huge Iggy Zalea fan, but I am a firm believer that she's, like, a superstar and, and she's going to be around for a while. But, like, this song kind of made me think, like, man, she's got to she's gotta think, like, she's got to, at least on her singles, has to focus on some more like she has to clean up her writing a little bit, I think, and she's a new artist, so she'll she's getting there. But like, I think that she has to come up with sharper lines for a single like this. Yeah, I mean, this is the the single from the expanded edition. Yeah, though. one thing worth noting, you know, this is if this was the first single from a second album, I would be worried. But that's true. This is kind of second more of a thing, toss second. off. Thing. Maybe second maybe thing, her sophomore second. album will be called that. That would be incredible. That would be awesome. I still don't care for this show. Eric is still not digging uh. it. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to a song that at least I like a whole hell of a lot. Uh, <laughs> the Calvin Harris and Ellie Golding song "Outside." This is the second song they've done together. Obviously, I need your love. The song they did, I guess, was that two years ago now. Maybe yeah. uh, it was, was just you know a huge hit. Remarkable song. Uh, Kelvin Harris has another album coming up called Motion. It features a ton of heavy hitters. Ellie Golding is on it. Gwen Stefani, uh, Haim, Big Sean, Tanache. This song, though, in particular, we've already heard a couple of them. The Gwen one well, dropped let's, today. Let's listen to it, man. You're right. You're right. Hey. Let's just listen to the hey, song. Let's listen All right. To the song. Outside, Kelvin Harris featuring Ellie Golding. Calvin Harris featuring Ellie Golding outside. Um, I think this is just really a great Calvin Harris track. And I'm not an enormous Calvin Harris fan. I very much like his singles. When I sit down to listen to a whole album, I, I get bored fast. But this just, the violin hook on this is incredible. It's been in my head for days. Um, and the, something about like the, the Ellie Golding Calvin Harris chemistry is just so perfect. Like she has a, a really deep, not deep tone, but like a nuanced voice that sounds great with electronic music that a lot of times you get producers going with someone who has just a less interesting voice and hearing her sing on something like this is just such a treat. So I'm I'm just a huge fan of this song. I like, I, I almost wish it came out in the summer. I feel like this could have been a summer hit. Yeah, me. I mean, he's coming off of the song Summer, which was a top 10 hit for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I agree with what you said. That I think they do worked well together. And what's what's so interesting is that Ellie Goulding um, is coming from this like folk pop background mm-hmm. and, and over the past two years has embraced this kind of electro stomp music that worked so well with I Need Your Love and now with like Burn and all, all these hits that she has. She's actually what I assume is is she's been touring for years and I'm assuming she's going to take a bit of a break before she comes back with a new single, but I'm glad that, you know, she pops up on this Calvin Harris track list. And I, yeah, I think the song is strong. I think it's a fun dance song. You think that she's going to go that route for that second album? Yeah, no, I mean, just based on like, I, I, I um, spoke to her at the beginning of the year in like March or April when she was touring and she said that like, yeah, she needs like, she's been she has been touring 
for so, so long, and this is kind of a tangent, but she's been touring for so, so long. She um, did headlining shows, and then she opened for Bruno Mars, and she did all these tours while um, Halsey and her second album, and then Halsey and Days, the deluxe edition, were released, and they kept churning out singles that she just needed. She was like, by the end of this year, I'm just going to take some time off and write my next album. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like this is this is like a cool like little bonus that I I didn't think that we were gonna hear any more music from her by the end of the year, but I'm glad we get this. Yeah, I feel like this song. I feel like that's a route that she should go for for the next album. I mean, like uh, this is an example as to why. Uh, obviously, her previous singles also, but like you said, Joe, like I feel like this is a good fit for her. Clearly, with Calvin Harris, I'm not as excited as you are over there. <laughs> You're excited I'm about this bouncing one. Bouncing to this song. <laughs> Joe is like bouncing I'm in his chair. I'm half delirious <laughs> listening to this song, but but anyways, yeah, it's a, it's a great tune though. But so let's move on and talk about uh, an Erica pick. Let's listen to Kehlani's "Till the Morning." Just hide it all beneath me, yeah, yeah. Ain't no life without you in it. Black and white, no color in it. You look at me like you see me and hear me that was Kehlani till the morning this is an Erica pick so I'm gonna toss it to her I have to say, I don't know too much about her. I know she was on America's Got Talent and that she is a teenager. But listening to this song, I, I do think it's incredible. And I, But why don't you why don't you touch on what you like about it first? So, obviously, Joe doesn't listen to the Juice podcast. Because huh. Kehlani was on the Juice podcast last week. I didn't um, listen to last week. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, I know. It just went up on Friday. But um, Kehlani and BJ the Chicago Kid were on the Juice podcast um, last week. And Kehlani is 19 years old. She's from Oakland. And yeah, she was like on America's um, Got Talent, America's whatever it's called. I'm gonna, what is it called? It's America's, America's Got, Got Talent. Talent. There you go, America's <laughs> Got Talent. Um, but she was on America's Got Talent, and she's I really like Kalani because she comes in and she has like all these tats on her, sh- and she's like super little and tiny, but then she has like this voice in her, and. As you guys know, clearly I've said this before, like I'm a fan of big voices, which is why sometimes I don't like like the flowy R&B music. But I feel like she does so good with that type of production and her voice still kind of shines through. And um, Nick Cannon kind of found her through the show and is pretty much a mentor to her. She's not signed or anything like that, but she she um, kind of has guidance from Nick Cannon. But. I mean, this is just like a follow-up to her Cloud 19 mixtape, which is pretty much like this. It's like very like. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70 percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Like sugary, like you said before, like it's really like uh, they're all like love ballads, but they're all like super sweet. And I mean, it kind of goes with like how her feel is and her style is. And I feel like Jason has something to say. Well, I didn't know. So she's a teenager? Well, she's 19. Okay. But she started singing since she was like 12 years old. Like she was in a band, um, which the band was on the show. I believe it was called Pop Life. And they kind of rotate some members. But she started when she was like 12 or 13. And she was doing that for like four years. She's a vet. Yes. She's a vet. Well, I just say I'm surprised because some of these lyrics are kind of explicit. Yes. My mom would not let well, are they explicit? Do you consider explicit knowing that she's 19? Yeah. I mean, I, I listening to the song, I was like, whoa. And then I just didn't know she was still From what she shared with us on the Juice podcast, it feels like she's gone through a lot in her like younger years. So I think that's probably why I wouldn't be shocked or wasn't shocked with the lyrics. But yes, your mom probably would not approve of this song. No. Um, Although she did say that some people were saying how their moms listen to her music and not like their kids because she people expect her to like make turn up music. And instead, she's making like these like sweet ballads. And the lyrics on this may be explicit, but her mixtape that she put out, like those eight songs, are, they don't have lyrics like this. They're like, it's much sweeter. Yeah. More yeah. emo. To say the thing I really enjoyed about it is. A lot of times, at least for me, someone who is a kind of a fair weather R&B music friend, <laughs> I get turned off by people who, you know, I think a lot of people have great voices. And I think a lot of newcomers make the mistake of thinking that what they need to do when they come out is just to show off what a great voice they have. And she, the great thing about this is, yeah, you hear what an incredible voice she has, but the production doesn't suffer. It's not built around her voice. You actually get like a really interesting song. And the production is kind of this cool, like echoey, late night, sweet thing. Like it is it is like adult in content, but it's not like saturated with that. It's not like drenched in sex. So uh, to me, this is a really promising sound. And thanks for turning me on to this. Joe Joe would listen to this. I would listen to more of would your mom listen to this? I. No, I would not <laughs> my mom, would. my mom loves R and B music. She's like a big fan of like TLC and Boys to Men and Boys to Men. Yes, and she would her eyebrows would definitely no, yeah, definitely rise at this song. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I'm a little bit more lukewarm on this song. I'm sorry to I'm sorry to disappoint. I'm sorry to disappoint. You won't um, be on the Juice podcast this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's um. I think it's I think it's promising. I said that a little cautiously because <laughs> it's a little bit it's a little bit standard R and B for me. I, I don't I don't hear anything that stops me in my tracks. Right. But that does you know, it's just one song and and it's an interesting listen and I'm being very diplomatic right now. Very but diplomatic. I yeah, I'm getting mean, side This eyes. isn't you know, I remember when a couple of months ago on this podcast we were talking about the Jesse Ware song. Right. And I was like, wow, this, like, froze me, and I, like, had to stop surfing the internet to, like... Which song was that, Jesse? The... That was... It's awesome that I forget the name of it. <laughs> um, so much. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find it. I'm going to find it. But um, I, I... You know, I'm horrible. I, I want to point out, I still listen to that song a lot. It's just say awesome. Say You Love Me? Um, yeah. I th- no. Tough it, Love? 
No, it was Say You Love Me. Yeah, it was okay. Say You Love Me. That's actually the song that, that Joe does Yeah, that like. was the song I didn't Yeah, like, and so. we were like, Joe. And I hell? almost shanked him outside. Yeah. But um, But that was the kind of song that I was like, wow, I have to, you know, st- stop what I'm doing and listen to this. This was like, you know, it kind of lilted along and, you know, had some good vocal runs and I, I liked like it had a declarative ending but I you know I respect your opinion yeah. well, I <laughs> you're allowed that. to have that opinion um, but, but let's uh, yeah so we let's, we let's move on let's, let's <laughs> move on let's chat uh, I'm, I'm not going to be diplomatic about this one by the way let's talk about Imagine Dragon's <laughs> new song I Bet My Life before we get to talking about it though let's take a listen to it I know I took the path that you would never want for me I gave you hell through all the years So I That was the new Imagine Dragon songs, I Bet My Life. Before I toss off to Jason, I just wanted to say, and I'm sure you're going to touch on this, cool. but, you know, obviously this song has a strong Mumford vibe, and it Get just seems so such, like, gross trend hopping from them, especially <laughs> given that they're following a trend that One Direction has already done. Like, yeah. if a boy band mined this trend on their last album, like, now you're going to do this on your second? Like, it's just Shots for, fired. For, new, for not a newcomer rock band, but for a rock band that's still relatively new, they should be trying to find their voice and, like, demonstrate what they can do. And they're, you know, I'm not a huge fan of their uh, first album, but it was a distinct sound. And, and this is just, you know, it's Mumford Redux, I yeah. guess. This kind of reminds me when, um, a couple years ago, Kings of Leon blew up with You Somebody and Sex on Fire, and then they they put out their follow-up album. It was called Come Around Sundown in 2010, and the first single was called Radioactive, and it was exactly like very like folky and like it was oh god the the one of the if you ever want to look up a horrible music video watch the kings of leon radioactive music video it's literally them like the four dudes in kings of leon going to africa and like playing with little african children like playing soccer and like you know like going on like hikes with them and it's just like the most like dumb it's just a dumb video yeah. it's just like yeah look at us we're giving back but like not really but we're just playing soccer and culture and uh, anyway so i i mean <laughs> this does not have a bad music video but it, it does kind of remind me of like that was i, I compared it to that song because it was, was kind of like this populist move of like yeah we had a really surprising hit album not really sure what to do next let's just kind of make this like fun sing-along anthem of everyone like holding hands and you know i don't i don't hate this song um it is kind of like a cop-out a little bit but i I don't hate it i think it's kind of a fun (laughs) cop-out it's (laughs) it's um it has like as big of a chorus as something like radioactive Mm -hmm. and it's it's just kind of dumb fun to me like I, i i'm not mad at this song um it seems like you are I don't know why I'm so... I'm just annoyed with it. It, I, it the, irked the me. He went it, from, like, happy Joe to, like, angry I know, Joe. I know. Angry <laughs> Joe. I just, like, I don't really... I mean, you say that, like, their last album had, like, a distinct sound. But, like, to me, it was just, like, a bunch of, like, stuff thrown at a wall. Like, 
radioactive was just like this weird like electronic rock cloud of yelling. I can see the thrown at a wall, but it's still it was not a lot of other things sounded like that. At least on the, yeah, I guess that, I should say true. in the top this, sound, 40. this does sound like a lot of other stuff. I think what what gets me on this song and makes me like laugh in, in like a way that's like, oh, Imagine Dragons, what are you doing? Is um like when all you hear the backing vocals of like they sound like they're recorded in a barn of just like <laughs> yeah like yeah, yeah. imagine dragons like uh, you know come on guys but again like if this song if I watched this song played live in concert it'd probably be pretty fun like that's that's kind of how I feel about this song it's like a really dumb fun song. What do you think, Erica? What's you- sad is that, like, I, you guys are comparing, like, Mumford and Sons to, like, Imagine Dragons. And the sad thing is I don't listen to any, so they both sound the same to me, even at before this song. So this doesn't help. I'll just say that wow. to differentiate both bands. No, but I felt like, okay, also, being very ignorant, I know nothing about these two bands that much. But I felt like Imagine Dragons was a little bit more, like, rock than folk than, like, compared to Mumford and Sons. Yeah. So I did, going off that, then I could see, like, them playing off the other band. Yeah. This is definitely more like a concerted folk effort, but it's also like... And I think it's an obvious, know. <laughs> you know, it's just a bid for a hit, too, which I think is probably the reason that it irks me. It's not like they're trying... It's not like they're flirting with folk. It's that they're specifically trying to do a Mumford song, which we know has worked yeah. for other artists, you know, on the charts. What's What's funny about... But didn't their song with, like, when that they added Kendrick onto do good that was on its own? Yeah, like, so... That doesn't sound like this. No. <laughs> I'm saying, yeah. like, if you found, like, success in that single, then I guess they're trying to, find, like, yeah, why I mean, that play with someone else's sound. It's it's tough because it's, like, what's interesting about Imagine Dragons to me is that, like, they're probably, like, in the last five years, like, how many, like, m- like actual rock bands have broken out, basically? Like, you could count on one hand, and they're definitely one of them. And... This is like a big like this is a big moment for them because you could like they've become like de facto like not sti- like festival headliners but they're on like the top of festival bills now based on like their three hit singles and now how are they going to follow it up um I mean obviously you look at a band like Foster the People earlier this year they had just they just had no idea how to follow up f- uh pumped up kicks in a meaningful way so it'll be interesting to see what this album does I'm guessing it comes early next year but like yeah, this is, I, I don't know. This is like, this is like their sex on fire to me. <laughs> like, it's just a dumb, fun, big right. rock song. Well, it'll be, it will, you're right. It'll be interesting to see what they do for this upcoming album. Because you're right, they've kind of fallen into one, a place where they're one of the few breakout rock bands on the planet, yeah. really. Um, but let's let's move on to another rock band that's been around forever. Um, I think this band is older than any of us in the room. Uh, Flaming Lips recently delivered a start-to-finish cover of the Beatles' Sgt. Pepper's album. It is called With a Little Help from My Friends. Very uh, just, you know, quirky on their part, I guess. But so the the track I wanted to highlight is their version of Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, which features Miley Cyrus and Moby. So let's give that a listen now.
that was the Flaming Lips, Miley Cyrus, and Moby doing Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. So uh, I have to say, overall, this is, especially if you're a Beatles or a Lips fan, which, you know, 10 million people are, like, this is a wor- this album is worth checking out. And if you buy it, the proceeds really? go to a pet charity of some sort, some thing for cats and <laughs> dogs. I don't know. You album, don't you? Yeah, I have no but, idea. I have to say this cover, I I legit think this cover stands on its own. Like, I think Miley Cyrus is just perfectly cast in the role of singing this song because the original was John Lennon basing kind of a a druggy ode um, on a picture that his son Julian drew. So, and to me, this is just perfect for Miley Cyrus. She sings and even though you know she's interested and in exploring this, you know, like party drug-induced side of life, she still has this real innocence in her voice and kind of like a childlike sense of wonder. And that's what the original song is all about. And that's what she conveys with this cover. And I think it's just so strange for as many people that have covered the Beatles over the years, that one of the few people who really seems to get the source material in this case is Miley Cyrus. Like I think most critics would not have expected that. Um, and the song itself is cool. Like the chorus comes in, it sounds like a subwoofer just exploded. Like it really grabs your attention. It's different. I think, you know, obviously it's not, it's not going to replace the original, but I think it's really cool. Yeah, you you lost me with this one, man. I'm sorry. I just like the the idea of the Flaming Lips featuring Miley Cyrus and Moby covering Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. It just it doesn't it doesn't appeal to me at all. <laughs> like, and I'm not like the biggest Beatles guy. I mean, you know, they're obviously like they're obviously the Beatles. They're the greatest of all time. But it's you know, I I don't get this. There there are things there. I would say out of every five Flaming Lips projects, I will pay attention to one of them. And the other four, I'll be like, ah, oh, they're making like candles in the shape of skulls <laughs> right. now. Or, oh, they're putting together like this wacky like covers thing. Like, I, I just, it's exhausting. And you know what? It's cool that like my, I think it's, it's awesome that Miley Cyrus is basically doing what Kesha wants to do and is working with people like the Flaming Lips and Moby and like just kind of exploring and tinkering around like before bangers two or whatever Mm. comes out but i just i i can't get behind this at all (laughs) like you get no pleasure and i no, i listen i listened to this song um when it came out and i was just like yeah i have no i i get no pleasure out of this it's just like why it's an interesting reimagining but i don't think it's successful whatsoever and I'm sorry, man, you you just went to bat no, for it, but it's, it's just, uh, it's just like a mess. I mean, there were like a couple months ago, do you remember when Flaming Lips and Miley Cyrus like put out like a short film that was like super creepy? Yes. And I, I was just, and I, wa- and I watched that. it. Yeah. And I watched it. And I was just like, all right, cool. Like th- I'm glad they're making this, but I have absolutely no interest in watching this ever again. I, I agree with you on a lot of that. I would say whenever I hear the, you know, like. USB is in a chocolate egg and it has new music or like, yeah, like the movie like, like it's I think it's great that they're doing that stuff I just there's so much else going on in the world and <laughs> you know in anyone's life that I just don't have time for it all but specifically when it comes to the music I do care what the Flaming Lips are doing and I mean that being said they've done cover albums of the Stone Roses debut of King yeah. Crimson's debut 
And I have not listened to either of those start to finish yet. So I guess it, it this really is just part of me agrees. Like part of me is like, yeah, I, I will only tune in for, you know, maybe one out of every three wacky project that they do. <laughs> but for me as someone who really like deep, you know, like the Beatles were my introduction to why I love music. Yeah. And I've liked the Flaming Lips for, you know, an extremely long time as well. So coming from that perspective, I think it's just really cool to hear someone as incredible as them like deconstructing the album and you're right you know it's not the whole it's not always pleasant like there are some songs that are kind of just like oof like there's one I mean for the benefit of Mr. Kite is kind of a dated song to begin with and you know Tools uh, James Maynard Keenan he does his best but the whole thing just comes across as kind of a slog that that being said, I I totally think this one is a, is a fascinating song. But you well, know, there you go, we man. Can, we hey, can listen, I'm glad you get some enjoyment out of it. I I sadly I said it's it's beyond me. It's beyond my grasp. Jason and Erica, thank you so hey. much for coming by. Anytime. You know, even if we don't always agree, but you know what? We always <laughs> no matter something else. Love or hate. Differences are friendship and jobs bring us together (laughs) every week every week thanks joe all right thanks guys all right and everyone else out there have a good halloween and we promise there will be a seasonally themed podcast (laughs) at some point before the end of this millennium all right thanks ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.